Real people. Real opinions. Real Talk Radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. I think what's very interesting at the moment is the way we treat people who come to this country. And there are two trains of thought. And I, I don't agree with people just being called right wing because they may not agree with the amount of people that come in. I agree with people being called right-wing racists when they say racist things or they're horrible or they express hatred towards people they don't even know. But it has been confirmed that the electric picnic site in Strad Bally County Leash will be used to accommodate 750 Ukrainian refugees in tents for six weeks. Now, they're saying six weeks. It could be longer than that because I don't know where the government are going to find accommodation. Anyway, this is, of course, in the midst of what can only be described as a total crisis of accommodation both for these individuals and also for Irish residents. Minister for Higher Education Simon Harris has said there are no easy solutions to this. And he's dead right there isn't. He said Ireland has got to be extraordinarily honest that there isn't a straightforward answer to answer uh, to the question of how those fleeing war who come to this country might be housed or for how long they might be tented or intended accommodation or other imperfect alternatives. I have to scratch my head at the word imperfect. This is beyond imperfect. Surely it's even inhumane. Or is it humane? I don't know. I Look, over 70,000 people attended the electric picnic at the weekend. Twitter was flooded with comments about how wrecked people were after their three-day stints in the fields and tents. Many, I'm sure, would support the message refugees welcome. But we have to be realistic here. We are putting hundreds of human beings into a field in autumn in Ireland in conditions that most of us would find absolutely detrimental or f- to our physical and mental health. So what are we doing? And I asked this because today we received a message from a man and it read, Niall, all this talk about the tents at Electric Picnic. Beggars can't be choosers. If you're fleeing war, you take what you get. Now, I don't necessarily agree with that. If you're going to bring people in, my view is you have to look after them. I want to ask tonight, what do you think about this situation? Leaving aside the question of whether or not we should be taking in so many people because according to a Red Sea poll, over 76% of people believe we've overdone it. I'm sure people will want to come on and say that anyway. I want to know, is it inhumane to put people into tents? Is it acceptable for the Irish state to house human beings in tents? Now, joining me is Pascal McAvoy, who's a Fianna Fáil councillor in County Leash. And uh, you're very welcome to the show. Thanks, Niall. Thanks for having me. Um, I know the the intro, I suppose, maybe sensationalised it slightly, but not really when you think about it. 750 people are going to be in tents. Is that suitable accommodation? Absolutely not. No, but you'd hope that the contract is for 750. You'd hope it never reached that. Um, We were just coming from a meeting there tonight where we met the management company and the landowner and um, 25 have actually arrived today from via the airport, via the city west. And um, it's all women and children between the ages of four and 60. So that's the start of it. And as you said yourself in your intro, it's in your way to have people living in tents, but there's no other option available in this country at the moment. So, I mean, we're not we're not having um, a great summer so far. Okay, this no, week is reasonably warm, but next week might be yeah. cold again. And six yeah. weeks, that'll lead us into the autumn. And yeah. the way things are at the moment, it could be longer than six weeks. We've 40% of hotel accommodation now being occupied by refugees in Ireland. So there's nowhere else that we can put them. We can't build houses quick enough for, you know, our own people as well as refugees and asylum seekers as well, people seeking international protection. Did Pascal, being honest, is there a point that we have to get to where we must be honest with ourselves and say, hold on, let's put a pause on this for the moment. 
you know, other countries there can be helpful too. We'll put a pause in it. Let's get our stuff together. Let's get the people we have here housed properly, you know, in decent accommodation. And then once we're set, once everything is okay again, let's take a few more in. Is that not what we should be doing, logically? Yeah, it's all about getting the balance right. Like, to be fair, and uh, look, I hear what you're saying, and I, uh, you know, to a point I agree, we need to say enough. We haven't, we haven't room for anymore, but these, these um, Ukrainians aren't interfering with our, our own um, social housing. Oh, no, I'm aware of that. I, I, I'm not, no, I'm not suggesting but, that at I, all. No, I, I genuinely do agree with but you have to think the humane side of this, where they're coming from. Can we actually leave them over there to be you know, to be in the middle of a war that's of no, 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 but, 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 but if we, but here's the thing, at this present moment in time, I think we're up to about 85,000 or 90,000 Ukrainian yeah. people yeah. in Ireland, right? And that yeah. number is growing. It's seem, seemingly it's starting, the, the numbers are starting to rise again very quickly, right? But yeah. if we if we said no, or if we as a country said, listen, we, we just can't do this right at the moment. We don't have enough accommodation. We're in the middle of a housing crisis as it is. We have a problem here. Other countries might step in and step up to the plate and say, yeah, well, okay, I, I you totally know, and, and give them better accommodation than we can offer them. Yeah, yeah I totally agree with you. Other countries need to need to step up to the mark. But, like, we just, you know, we're a very human country, you know. We, 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 we know how to like to be. We, we suffered it back in our ancestors about what it's like to have to leave our country. We're, you know, we're, we're a very kind um, society here in Ireland. But, um, I will, I will, I, I, I will agree with what you're saying, but, I think some, you know, this has to happen at European level that other countries need to take in more, you know. We have done our bit. We've been working hard. And in fairness to everyone, you know, in public, general public, they've all been they've all been very kind to these Ukrainians, you know. But look at uh, it's to get the balance right. But this is not being kind, is it? I mean, I... I no, you know, it's not being kind, no, but is it, is it better than being... Than being Bombed and shot in Ukraine. You know what I mean? This well, no, it, no, well, it's not Pascal, but it, but it certainly isn't better than being in another country and being looked after better than we, you could be looked yeah, after I, here because we yeah, have we have no room at the inn. Yeah. So, but I what I'm saying the is, European Union needs to step in and, 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 and insist in all countries. Well, what are they, they going to do? They, I mean, are they going to have portable showers? You know, portable bathrooms. What about the kids and education? Yeah, I mean, it's a disaster. Yeah, it's it's no a silly idea. Yeah, I'll give you what's, what I know. There's no education on site. It's a, the, the 25 that came in today are only staying for two weeks at maximum. They've moved on to permanent accommodation. And there is showers on site. There is um, toilets that probably port, port to lose. Um, I'm not sure of that, but there is hot meals being provided by a uh, catering company and everything else. You know, they're, they're, there's heating on, on site. And, but look at I went in there last night. They're living. They want to be living in tents. There's no. There's no getting away from that. No. We're actually going to be living in tents. And you made a good point. I was talking to young people that had a massive weekend at the electric picnic. Probably the best one we've had in twenty years. And all they have been saying is, "Jesus, when I woke up at five o'clock in the morning, I was fair cold." Do you know what I mean? And yeah. these are young people. That are, are you know? And they're they're that, prepared for it. At least they know they know they're going home to a warm bed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like this is this is what I'm saying. You know, I mean, it's going to be like, and the temperatures are going to drop dramatically over the next number of weeks. So look at, I would be opposed to having them intense, but you have to think where. Well, else you're going to go well, at well if you're opposed to it, and many others are opposed to it as well, why are we accepting yeah. it? Why are we saying, and why do we keep saying, "Come on, morning, morning," you know? Because yeah. we we can't do it, Pascal. We just can't do it. 
yeah, I, I think we are getting very close to, to where we're going to have to close again. So that's it for a while. We're very close to it. We're going past it. Yeah, we're, we're, long, we're probably past it. We're, we're long yeah, past but, it. But Pascal, I, I spoke I, to I spoke to councillors last year, politicians last year, who told me themselves, and on the record on this show, they told me that we should have capped numbers at say fifty thousand or whatever it was until we got a situation where we had accommodated those who wanted to stay and didn't want to re- return. Yeah. So, and, and then when we got to that point, then we could say, right, well, okay, m- look around. Maybe we can take another 20. You know what I mean? But we're not doing that. It's just like as much, as many as want to come, you come on in. We've nowhere for you to stay, but you come on in anyway. So that's pointless. Yeah. That's bad. Yeah, look at, yeah, but as I said, government have issued statements to, to, the, to the Ukrainian government saying that we are full, but they're still coming. And look at unless we physically say, no, we're not allowing you into our country. That's it. But, but are that's, we but that's that? what we have to do. Isn't that what we have to do? Well, are we entitled to that under European law? I don't know. Because well, now, Michael Martin claims we're not, but, but I've had other experts in law on the air saying we absolutely can because we don't have the accommodation. And here's the thing. You know, we also have to listen to the people of the country. And according to the Red Sea poll, 76% of people believe we're letting too many people in. So that means they have... Now, some of those people may be racist, I don't know. But many of those people are genuinely just concerned. They're concerned about the people we're letting in too. They're concerned that maybe they're not being treated properly. So there are genuine concerns. Yeah, there was... Like, we had a public meeting there tonight in relation to this year's job. And there is genuine, genuine concern. And there's a major, major, major issue I had with all the people coming to Australia is the lack of communication with the general public. You know what I mean? Like, there was uh, rumours circulating over the weekend there and uh, all types of stuff coming up. But look at... I, I agree with what you said, but uh, I, this, I, I just... I keep thinking back to where there actually are before the comptals, you know what I mean? Before the comptals, whatever. If nobody takes them, what happens? We leave them there to die. You know, I mean, like that's really hard. And there's no, there's no room in hotels. We've heard, we've had hotel owners on the air over the last three or four weeks, in particular, saying how difficult business has been during the summer, yeah. because particularly in small towns, um, you know, we've had restaurateurs on from Kerry, from Sligo, all over the country, saying that because they depend on the tourism in the area, the local hotels, which are now practically full of refugees, are getting no business. And, and that's also a concern. We need to, but it's almost like the government are ignoring all of these problems. I mean, Simon Harris himself said, you know, it's imperfect. I mean, that's the understatement of the year. Yeah, but look, we all know it's imperfect. The war, the war in Ukraine shouldn't be happening either, you know what I mean? I mean but no, I'm, aware, I'm aware of that, Pascal, but we have to, there's a point we have to get to where we say, and we cruel to be kind, as they say. You say to to families or to people. Yeah, I, 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 I could not agree with you with the cruelty to be leaving them in their own country. No, 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 I, no. I, what I'm saying is, take me up right here. Be cruel to be kind. In other words, we don't have room, so you can't come here. But let's force the EU, as they have done with Ireland, to get I other countries to step up to the place. Yeah. I agree with you all day long on that. But until such time as that, that is done. And I'm not suggesting we have to take it, because we are running into serious problems with like it's madness when you look at it. Like people sleeping in tents in like September, October. It's crazy. In the middle of a field. 750 people that have just come from a war. And we stick them in a field. Yeah, there's not even a petrol station. Now I know the But that's where we are in Australia. It's a small little town with less than 1,500 people in it. But look at I don't have the solution. But I, I think we just have to be a little bit humane as well as. I have the solution. Men. I've just given you the solution. We say no. <laughs> That's the solution. I say no with you all that long if someone else says yes. That, well, that's but what I'm they, saying. 
We say no, yeah. and hope, hopefully somebody else will say yes. I mean, France, yeah. France, for example, have only uh, taken in, I think it's something like 0.5% per head of population, and then, and then they yeah. stopped. You know what I mean? We've taken in a lot more than that per head of population. Well, we have, we have, we've done more than our share. share of it. Absolutely. Yeah, we so we've yeah. nothing to be ashamed of. No, no, we've nothing to be ashamed of. But yeah, look, at I, I accept what you're saying to a point, but I still go back to saying why. Like, I, I just would, as part of a, as a part of a, a European deal, I, I totally agree we have more. We probably should be, if we could send something to other European countries, and I'd have no problem with that because I'd have a better, a better facilities because we have run out of facilities for the beer. That's basically it. Okay. All right. Well, look. I well, well, hopefully, well, I, I'll let you go now because I know you're a busy man. Thank you for taking the call from us. Yeah, no but, I, but, but unfortunately, that's a really bad situation. And I, yeah. I genuinely hope there isn't 750 people at any stage because that'll be a disaster. I don't believe there will be, no. I don't believe there will. I think it'll be rotating. You know, maybe it's mine this week. It's mine next week. You know. Yeah. But I suppose, to be fair, the contract was for 750 people. Just, I suppose, for six weeks. Line, you know. For six weeks, yeah. Yeah, but we, we, we have seen other contracts that were for five or six weeks in City West and places like that as well, yeah, well which have been extended and extended and extended. So. Yeah, well, now you could ring me in six weeks' time, and if they're still there, I won't be high. I'll be making that in that time, just a local counselor. But and it's, it's talking about being in your man. As women and children to stay intense in October, November, not just. Yeah, imagine that. Women with little babies and everything staying intense. Ridiculous. Yeah, absolutely. Totally madness, yeah. Okay, listen, okay, nice. thank okay. you, Pascal. Thank you very much for having me on. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. There you go. Pascal McAvoy is a Fianna Fáil councillor in Leash. It's bonkers. This is just bonkers. I don't know if it's virtue signalling or what the hell it is, but it's madness. Why would you... Go- I mean, we've done our fair share. We've nothing to be ashamed of, as I said to Pascal, in relation to head of population, the amount of people we've taken into Ireland. Nothing to be ashamed of. Other countries have taken in far less per head of population. You know, and I, when I said to be cruel to be kind, I wasn't suggesting you send people back to a war. But what I'm saying to you is, if we don't do it, other countries will have to do it and offer them something better than a, fe- a tent in the middle of a field. Huh. But then again, somebody did send me in a message and said, Niall, all this talk about tents at the electric picnic, beggars can't be choosers. If you're fleeing war, you take what you get. Do you, do you really think that's a fair comment? Let me know what you think. The number is 87 as Martin has said over the last three or four nights, and he's probably going to text in again. <laughs> no, he hasn't yet, but I'm sure he is. I can't remember the exact wording, but it's something to do with the government in this country make a mess of everything they do. Let me go to Fiona. Hi, Fiona. How are you doing? I'm very good, Neil. I'm inclined to agree with Martin. <laughs> the government have done it again. They just, nothing they do just, is right. Just... There's something wrong with them. <laughs> is it the water in the dye? Something's or, not right. Or, or is it Jack Daniels they're pouring out in those <laughs> bottles? I mean, I, I, I know we, we, we can kind of laugh a little bit here, but this is bonkers. Taking, allowing people bonkers. to constantly flood into a country where you've nowhere to actually accommodate them. That's, that's even worse than not allowing them in. It's actually inhumane. Yeah, outside of that, it's not making sense. And if it's not making sense, something's wrong. Mm. So, like, you bring them all into the country, and as you say, you put them into tents. Now, give them a couple of days of rain, what kind of conditions they're going to be living in. So, yes, totally inhumane. On the other hand, I can't understand why we keep saying, come on in, doors are open, let's open, come on, we'll bring them some more, we'll take another 100,000, and we can't look after our own. We can't mind ourselves at the moment the way we're being crucified in our own country. 
Well, they did so predict. They did predict it. last year that it would be two hundred thousand people. We're now at about eighty-five to ninety thousand Ukrainians. That's not including the twenty-five thousand or more people seeking international protection as well. So we're probably up around the hundred and twenty thousand mark or close enough to it. We're now at the max. We can't do that. I mean, not in such a short space of time. We just can't find accommodation for people. We're filling hotels, bed and breakfast. Now we're filling fields. I mean, this is madness. Yeah. But I, I personally think, I'm looking at all the apartments going up all around where we are, uh, here at Joan and Cork, right? And they're all one-bedroom departments. So it's all a bigger plan. It's a bigger plan. They're going to house, I don't know. It, it just don't make sense. There's nothing being accommodated for families who are genuinely looking for homes out there. Um, the prices of property, uh, the prices the of food, yeah. everything has gone through the ceiling. Nothing is making sense. And we'll bring in another load of refugees to put ourselves under a bit more pressure. It's 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 loony. It's loony. There's, there is obviously, and as you say, the government are ignoring everything that's been said. Because in behind, while we're sitting around and we're moaning about it, they're passing laws. So it's that if we open our mouth in six months' time, we're being called, God knows, uh, fascists or Nazis or because you'll have an opinion on something. So you're afraid to have an opinion on something. Well, my opinion here is what the government are doing is absolutely, if it was long ago, uh, there'd be an investigation, they'd be taken down to St. Anne's and they'd be all checked out. Let's be fair. I mean, who even thought this was a good idea? Who you, even thought this was a good idea? Was, I mean, let's let's put a load of tents in Strad Valley with the electric picnic. Sure, it was grand for the weekend for the gigs. Sure, we, people will live there. I mean, who thought this was a good idea? I don't I'm just, know. I'm blown, they got one I'm good blown day away anyway. by it. You know what I mean? I did one day. I did one day at a concert this, this year. And let me tell you, I didn't stay a second day. Well, I can tell you, I'm a cold creature. I've never gone to an outdoor gig in my life. Uh, because I, I couldn't stay in a tent overnight. That would be my idea of hell. Actually, do me a favor, stay there. Let me go to. Uh, I think it's Ayub. Ayub, is that? Am I pronouncing your name right? Hello. Oh, is he there? Maybe. Is it Ayub? <laughs> uh, I think I got him. Don't know if he's there or not. Anyway, we'll, we'll come back to him in a second. Maybe, maybe he's on a different line. Can you hear me? I can hear you now. Yes. How are you doing? Um, uh, good. How are you? Am I pronouncing your name properly? Is it Ayub? <laughs> Yeah, that, 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 that's correct. Yeah. Okay, so you're, you're from Afghanistan and you originally came to Ireland as a refugee. I mean, what you're witnessing in Ireland currently at the moment, is that inhumane? Uh, well, in, at some point, uh, I can say uh, yes, but uh, look at uh, the amount of refugees that they are coming to this country. Uh, and plus, uh, there is another point that I would add to the, uh, uh, your topic is the people who are who are being granted a status like in 2019 or 2020 or 2022 they are still living in those direct provision where they should have find their own uh, place or space for themselves yeah when when by the way when did you come to ireland first ayub i came i came in 2019 uh, when the covid started i was here in ireland at that time okay and and yeah. what what's your status now have you been given permission to remain or are you no i i was like you know because uh, normally what's happening if you're from afghanistan then oh you were given refugee status yeah. okay okay so yeah, yeah you, so, so you I, didn't come as an asylum seeker no 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 yeah. i came illegally i came illegally i had no nothing with me but 
it wasn't the case like I fly from another country to another, uh, to one country to another, and then I rip off my passport or something. No, I came completely in different way. Like you know, it was mm. horrible way that I came to here. It took me like almost uh, quite likely four years to get to Ireland. Okay, and currently at the moment, are you working? Have you got a PPS number? Are you being looked after, or what's your situation? And- as soon as they give me work permission, I left the uh, direct provision uh, house. And even I wasn't granted a status or anything, and I start working, and I left the accommodation center, and I find myself a place and start working. So what you are saying to me is there are people that could be working, but they're still living in direct provision, still living off the state, and they should actually Absolutely. be at work. Absolutely. There are people, like, they've been granted status in 2021. And they are still living in direct provision where they should be living there. You know? Well, I, I think this was mentioned by the government a while ago that those people shouldn't be still there because they're taking up spaces for new people who are coming in. Uh, yeah, exactly. And plus, the second thing is, it's not only uh, if you are saying, okay, well, only Afghan or Ukrainian or uh, some other uh, 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 nationalities, they are coming to the country. It's not only that. We are receiving people like that, not in uh, 10 or 20 or 30. They are in hundreds and thousands. Every day they are coming to this country. So Yeah, back in 2019, there was about four or 5,000 people a year. <laughs> now we're looking yeah. at 120,000 people in one year. So there's a bit of a difference. So there's nowhere to put people. So this idea that they have that, you know, 750 Ukrainians uh, or Ukrainians can be accommodated in tents in Strad Valley, where we have our outdoor electric picnic every year. I mean, this is a ludicrous idea. Look, uh, it, 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 they have the choice. Like, look, Ukrainian, I know they, are, they flee from the war, but the people, like, for example, it's individual. They should have, they should have left their... Uh, uh, accommodation that was provided uh, to them like in two years before or three years before they should have have that uh, sense like you know okay families coming from ukraine or other countries or whatever they have a child they cannot stay in the tents or something you know yeah so they should give that space to those people who are entitled to that you know yeah i think it would be far better to somebody to, to go in there and administrate the whole thing and say if you've got a a single bloke for example who's in direct provision well, he, that should be a mother and child. He should be out in the tent. You, do you understand what I'm saying? We should be administrating this properly. Like, you see, the, uh, they are now, like, putting tents or something. That's ridiculous, honestly. Like, you, should, you, 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 you can take people that you can accommodate. You can provide them accommodation. You can support them. But you're talking, like, there will be children. There will be women. There will be uh, pregnant women. There will be, like, you know... Yeah, uh, and we are getting like you know it's not now we are not living in summer now it will be like very cold as well, and they are saying that will be like for a week like two three weeks or five weeks or six weeks I don't think so that will be the uh, the case. No, this is Ireland. It's going to rain a lot probably very soon. And and the, aside from that, I mean, do you think we've got to a point? I know it's all right for you now because you're here since 2019, so you can say what you want. But do you think we've got to a point where we need to say? Enough. We can't do any more. We need to stop letting people in. Have we got to that point? Uh, uh, we have got to the point, I think, a few years before. But the thing is, in this case, they have to uh, bring more uh, kind of legislation. They have to put more uh, kind of, uh, uh, how do you call uh like you know steps to like you know to investigate properly uh i think there are people that they are coming from one country telling okay we are not coming from that country we are from this country mm. there are people that they are flying like 
But mo- a lot of them are coming from the UK. Yeah, we know that. It's 90% that I can guarantee you, like, if they start inquiry or they put investigation uh, in place, they will find those people who are being granted a refugee status, they will be student from another country. Okay, well, you, you came from a country where genuinely there was a war, so your life is in danger, so you fit the criteria. But there are many people coming from places like Albania and Georgia and other places like that where there is no war. Actually, there, if you go up onto TripAdvisor, some of these places are considered to be reasonably safe. So uh, there's no reason apart from being economic migrants. Uh, they can issue them a visa. They can give them a uh, visa or uh, what is called resident card with the condition. There is no problem. You know, we cannot say to the immigrants, like, okay, we don't want to take, we don't want to be a racist or something, you know. But in this case, like, if you don't have a space for your own people and you're getting, like, thousand and hundred uh, people every day, I, I think... Something know, is like, broke, yeah. Something's not yeah, working out yeah. too well, really, is it? Yeah, so it's, it's like, you know, for their own people, like, I see, like, people in the street, like, the rental, like, properties. There's no property to rent, uh, honestly, not mm. only in Dublin, in other cities as well, like, if you go to far to another town. And can I ask you, Ayub, <laughs> Ayub, since you came yeah. to Ireland, do you like Ireland? Uh, I've been through a lot of countries. Honestly, I've been through 13, 14 countries. Uh, I, I, I would say, like, Ireland is one of my best choices that I came to this uh, country. And what, uh, what makes what Ireland, like, from... I suppose from our point of view, when we look at refugees or asylum seekers coming to Ireland, we wonder why they choose Ireland. What make, in your, just in your view, over the last four years that you've been here, Looks what like makes Ireland better? Through, if I go through everything, you know, you will say like, okay, they will take longer. But I will tell you in short uh, words, like, I came to Slovenia where I claim an asylum. Like, I wanted to stay there, but uh, I didn't get support. Like, you know, so I had to leave that country. I came to Italy. They were not providing me any accommodation, anything. I had to stay in the street. I came to France. I was there for almost uh, two, three years in the street as well. So staying in a tent and living like, you know, in a fort and stuff like that, like they were not, you know, I went to the uh, their uh, immigration office to give me accommodation. Like I had applied for asylum. I give you, I, my case was in a pro- process and this is, uh, we have our own people in a street. If you want, you can go to Germany or another country or another country. I went to the UK, and I was the same case in the UK as well. No accommodation. You're not allowed to work. Uh, you're not allowed to get education, and we won't provide you accommodation. And I had no reference to live there with someone or to support me or anything. Okay. So I had no other choice. Then when I came to Ireland, like from the day first, okay, they gave me accommodation. But 2019 was completely different to uh, we are living in 2023. So at that time when I came, I was provided accommodation. I was treated well. Um, but, you know. Okay, so the re- so you believe the reason that a lot of people come here or because they stay here is because the supports, well, up to now, <laughs> otherwise you came here now, you'd be put into a tent in Strad Valley. But up to now, the support has been good for accommodation uh, for food, et cetera, et cetera. In other words, you're looked after until you get on your own two feet. Well, in, two, in 2019, it was good, but I'm not sure about now. No, I, I have probably not as good now. Like, I have, work, I have worked with the refugees. I have, like, you know, I normally go to uh, visit them. Uh, I have seen their uh, place that was in uh, Sarboga Road or somewhere in uh, Blanchestown. I think that was uh, our uh, yeah. sports center. Uh, I have visited that place and uh, also the city waste. Uh, somewhere in uh, uh, Waterford, Roscommon, you know, the places I have visited, but I would say 
some of them they've been provided like with the hotels stuff like that but most of them they they are living like in cubicles yeah yeah bad situation mm. and plus uh, uh, people are saying that there are refugees like you know the migrants who get into this country uh, some people they have in their mind okay they are getting 220 years or 230 years or whatever they are you know so that's mm. not the case the migrants who came to this country they get 38 euro 80 cent uh, per week not as others and when and when you say you've accommodation now if you don't mind me asking i don't want to know where you live but what sort of accommodation have you got now are you are you okay uh, now uh, i live in dublin uh 6 okay in a par- just in a flat in an apartment or something like that is it it's yeah. a, it's, a, it's a flat but okay. uh, you know like if you're living uh, in a flat in plus you're living in a rat mine yeah. that would be kind of like you know very tight and uh, yeah. we are not going and a two bedroom flat like yeah. you can say like you're living four but you get you're getting by yeah you're okay you're doing okay yeah but like we are all like you know we we don't get any kind of like social support or to apply for anything okay but, you, but you're working Time you're working you're, you're you are working now anyway yeah 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 okay. so since I am in this country uh, I I don't think so like from 2021 after that like when I left that place I I haven't got any social support or anything I did everything uh, by myself even though no, no, I I to get edu- I tried to get education as well like I thought maybe I will uh, do education plus work full time I paid that from my pocket as well but I wasn't able because I was working night shift like I'm still at work. Yeah, well look, I mean that's the plan is to try and get people on their feet, get a job, look after themselves. That's the plan, isn't it? Well, we'll stay there just for a second Ayub if you can because I want to go to Jason as well. Jason, hi, how are you? Good evening, Noel. I mean, Jason, I suppose that's the way it should be done. You come into a country that he's explained and he's been very honest Ayub as to why he came to Ireland because he got support. He got accommodation. What's the gentleman's name? What's I, the gentleman's name? The gentleman's name is Ayub. Ayub. Ay Ayub. 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 Good evening, yeah. Ayub. Can I can, can I say something to you? Yeah, yeah. You you sound like you're going to be a great addition to this country and welcome, my friend. And this is exactly what I've been talking about for a long time to these. If we let these lads walk, guess what, Noel? They're not going to come over here and take all our social welfare and clog up our hospitals. And guess what? When they leave our countries, they want to come to another country and make a better life for themselves. Yeah, not sit on the social welfare. They're doing the jobs that our lazy ass people will not do. Mm, couldn't agree with you more. And you know, no, yeah, there is economic migrants, and we're living in an era now, Noel, where the world is on the move. We don't own this land that we're on. We're only on it for second eighty years each. But so, why? I mean, yeah, but this, this wait, hang on. Let's get back to what we're talking about today. Is there a point where even Ayub is saying, you know, that people are in direct provision who shouldn't be there? You know, they're here a long time now. They should be out looking for work. They've got PPS numbers. You know, they Most should... of them will work, don't they? Noel, the gas part is, I'd say 90% of them will actually go out and get a job because they don't want to go but, to but, some other country. Yeah, but they country. can. And, uh, yeah, no, but there's a lot of them when they're in the direct provision and they're not allowed to walk, and a lot of these people think, coming in ain't allowed to walk for a while. I, I, I think, think they brought in new rules there two years ago. They are they get a PPS number for six months or whatever it is, yeah. Yeah, well, give it to them, and I tell you now, watch how many of them actually go down and sign on. Very few of them. Now, but now can I establish, by the way, you only give a PPS number to somebody who you know who they actually are. In other words, they have oh, a passport yeah, and documentation. No <laughs> but but, but no, hang no, on, but here's, here's the thing. 
Noel, I'm not talking about open borders. I'm not no, talking about I know. everybody walk. The, 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 no, you, you don't know, want a free for all. <laughs> no, we don't because we, we can't. We're on a little rock out here. You know, Europe is a, is a big place. Look at the state of England at the moment. Man, they're, they're, they're up shit creek without a paddle. And I mean, look at the boats. And what's your man Richie Sunak saying? Is number one for Rwanda. Boat, sending everyone to Rwanda. <laughs> Come here. Did you not see the football the other night and the big sign going around the football stadium? No. I don't know what match it was. Flight to Rwanda were Emirates Airlines. Oh, no, I didn't see that. Okay, but but, but getting back getting getting back to the news yesterday, so now they're going to accommodate Ukrainians in Strad Valley in tents. That's I ridiculous. Mean, that is ridiculous. Have you ever slept in a field in the middle of East in the middle no, of autumn? No, no, no. Torch into a bog. What's the what's the middle of Ireland called? The bog of what? Why <laughs> yeah. is it called that? Because yeah. it's a bog. Yeah, it's soaking wet. It's mucky. It's horrible. It's and it's going to be cold in a couple yeah, of weeks. Do you reckon the farmers putting up a bunch of complaints? Wanting to get the tents off the Well, somebody's getting well paid for it. That's all I know, uh, inclu- now, including catering companies. Yeah. Have you seen the? Have you seen the? As my as Lorraine is sitting here telling me, they're glamping tents, whatever that means. It means they've uh, running water and some of them have stones. No, they don't. No, no, no. I said to her, she's right. Well, come on. I said, you go on down there. So I'm send the family up here for six weeks. Yeah, I would have done. Do you know what she said? Do you know what she said? Yeah. What do you think she said? I have no idea. Tell me. Not a second hope. But you heard Ayub. Ayub has been to, I think he said, sixteen countries. And yeah. in most countries that he was in, all he had was a tent. He wasn't given accommodation. Yeah. Yeah. So all he needed was a bit of accommodation, a little bit of time to get his act together. All he needed, Noel, sorry, Noel, all you needed there was to be treated like a human being. And guess what you done? He came in here and he made a life for himself. Hmm. He's not taking anything for nothing. Who wants to live on 38 euro a week? I know, yeah, I know. All right, we have people in this country whinging when they're living on 200 and 400 social welfare a week. Mm-hmm. And these are our, our, well, what do we like to call them? Our own. Okay, the house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you know, but so, so there, there's a man that travelled halfway across the bloody globe, and we all know what happened in Afghanistan, okay? We all know what happened over there. We accepted him. We treated him like a human being. I know he's turned his life, and there he is making, you know, he's contributing. And guess what? We do need people in this country to work. We're running out of pension. Yeah, no, no, there's no, but there's no problem getting jobs. There's plenty of jobs to be got. Oh, but, just, it's, yeah, but see, there's people don't do them jobs because they have a good life on the dole. But you give it to a man like you being, who, who, who literally you? had nothing in his pocket. Are you, sorry, I beg your pardon. Are you, who literally had nothing, who had nothing in his pocket. He'd appreciate doing that lower job and work his way up the plant. We have people in this country that they just want to go straight in at the CEO. Like, yeah, I, I, by the way, I'm just curious about something too, Ayub. Just been thinking about it just while Jason's talking there. Ayub, I, sorry, you're still there, Ayub, yeah? Yeah, I'm still here, yeah. yeah I, I, do you have family back in Afghanistan? Yeah, I do have family back in Afghanistan. Okay, so so what's going to happen yeah, there? Cool. I mean, I, are you, do, you, are, do you qualify under the family reunification program, or how does that work? Uh, unfortunately, I was refused. Sorry? I was. I was refused. Uh, you were refused. That, yeah, because uh, what happened is uh, in uh, September 2021, I wasn't given uh, uh, refugee status at that time when the Afghan government collapsed. So after that, they say, no, you are not entitled to that. But I saw it like, you know, the people who are um, being granted a status, uh, uh, they have came to this country after me. Uh, but uh, they, their families are here, so I don't know. Like in my case, I wasn't lucky or uh, whatever. And and when you when you say you've got family, have you got children? Uh, no. Okay. Uh, so I'm in 28. I'm 28 years old. Uh, oh, okay, so you just like I'm what? looking after uh, my younger brothers. Uh, okay. Everyone like, back home. Right and now. and, and have you been have you been back home since? 
2014, no. Wow. Yes, because even if they allow me, I cannot go to uh, that place like I, for my own safety. So like, I don't no, I understand. Know. I know I understand that, but technology has probably yeah. made it a bit easier that you can at least communicate yeah, with just, people. Like, you know, talk to them. Like, I recently uh, lost my father as well. I was just speaking to him, like, you know, it's all, like, you know, I, I was here, like, you know. I'm I, sorry to hear that. I did as much as I could, like, you know, I, I, I uh, sacrificed my dreams, my education, my careers and everything, but just to... Uh, have them a good life and have them like you know. Yeah, yeah. No, okay. Well, ho- hold on just a second. I want to go to Melissa as well. Melissa, hi. How are you? Good evening, Knight. How are you? I've been listening to a Ub story, and and okay, it's maybe not everybody's story, but look, he came here. He believes that people are holding up direct provision by being in it when they shouldn't be. He got out of direct provision as soon as he got a job, um, and he applied for permission to remain. Now he's working. He's got his own accommodation. So it, that's the kind of plan, isn't it? Really, all the time. That's what we need to do. You know, but absolutely. You know, I don't think there's anyone in this country that would deny anyone um, that kind of right to live, yeah. right to work. Um, unfortunately, there's so many of them that aren't. There's so many that are refusing to learn the, the English language. Um, I know for a fact, um, and I'm not Syrians that came in um, and, and refused to learn the English language and are still not working after nearly three years of being in this country and don't want to. Like, if they're not willing to learn the language... They're not going to get a job. Yeah, it's going to be hard. Yeah, yeah. And they can't be forced to learn the English language. Well, they did in the... I remember Jeffrey or George Osborne just saying in the UK, who was the Minister for Social Protection or whatever it was in the UK many years ago, said he was going to cut people off social protection in the UK if they didn't learn English because he said it was hampering them getting a job. Well, I, I, absolutely, but like, they're not doing that here. We have Syrians here four and five years that have refused point blank to earn English. And I was told mm. by the council, you know, oh, they'll all be working and they all are this and they're doctors and everything. We, we clogged speed of, of, of all this education that had come in here. It was all a lie. Okay, we're getting back to my original topic. So we've gone off on a bit of a tangent, and you know, because I'm delighted to hear a Ube story, by the way, because I think it lets people know that there is light at the end of the tunnel for many refugees that come to Ireland. But in saying that, 750 Ukrainians in a tent in the middle of the electric picnic, where were the electric picnic site in Strad Valley, in Leash, it's bonkers. Scandalous. Scandalous is so the word. So what's the answer? Because the government the don't know. They don't the know the answer. They have to stop. But in fairness... The other countries are giving us the answer. It's not like we have to remake the wheel here. They've stopped them coming in. They're sending them back to areas where our safe countries like Georgia. Like, this is happening all over Europe, except in Ireland, Niall. We're like the fools. The, the world is laughing at us at this stage. Sorry, Niall. You know? Yeah, Jason. Sorry, Niall. Sorry. Um, not really. I mean, the fact that they're on mainland Europe, we do get very, very, very few of them. I mean, because of where, how far out. Sorry, very they, few they, of what? What are you talking about, very few? All these economic migrants that are moving throughout Europe, we do only pick up a, a very few. And the people that I, are making I, are these mad? laws... We'd about five, we'd about we'd five honestly, thousand. Honestly, if you see, if you come here, if you, I, I, I'm not mad, but if you see what... Very few. It's, it's very few in, in, in relative terms to but, what's actually walking through Europe. Have you seen? Have you seen? Oh but have you in in relative terms of what's actually moving through Europe alone? I, I'm well be, aware. We're of the last stopping sorry, point. In I all fairness, we are the last stopping point because sorry, of how far. I'm, of course, I'm you can. Look, no, but what I, what I was trying to say to was the people that are making these rules don't have to suffer the consequences. They don't care. 
Like, they don't live in the housing estates or in the areas where these people are going to flood, yeah, aren't I'm, they? I'm well like, aware. Can I, I'm sorry, I've just been brought onto the radio and you you have to take up my airspace time here, so can I have oh, a moment just to... Thank you. I yeah, just got a call right. to come on and you just came in, so do you want me to go offline again? Or what? You know, thanks. Yeah, make, make um, your point. I just got a call. To, yeah, I was trying to. Oh, okay, go Very rudely interrupted, in fairness. Um, we have over... 20,000 in here. There's 5,000 known undocumented. And then there was the ones with all the fake documents. So where's he coming with that, coming out with? Jason, you know, to be fair, Jason, for head, for head of population, you know, and with the increase that we have seen, and also with the amount of Ukrainian people that are coming to Ireland, we have an increase in population of about 120,000 over the last... Hundred, eight, going on 125 now, actually. In the last, in the last 18 months or, or less. You know, that's yes. a lot for a small economy to handle. 25,000. When we've already got a, a housing crisis. So I do accept what Melissa's saying. And, you know, and there are many people from the UK who were, you know, in the UK from different countries, economic migrants from different countries, who when they got the threat of being sent to Rwanda and the kind of fear going on there at the moment that they're not being treated as well, decided they'd come to Ireland. So we're seeing a lot of... Of that as well. We're seeing a huge I, increase. I, I, I do agree with that. Now. I do agree. I, I do agree with you. Now. We, we are. But what I'm saying in relative terms to the amount of people that are actually moving at the moment, like we are the last stop, thank God. I mean, imagine we were this little island, this little country that we are in the middle of Europe. Like, we'd have no way of controlling them. They'd be coming at us from all well, sides. You are aware at least this the, way, we only have them coming at us from one side. In, right? You are aware this they is, all had. They already if, have if they had their own way, if they had their own way, there'd be, there'd be no borders. They I mean, already these decided people, in 2019 they wanted yeah. a million. So where, yeah, I know uh, that. where do you think this is going to stop? I, I mean, do you know what our bottom line is? They know we're running out of people here to pay the pension in 40 years time. Can, by the way, but both of you for a second. Are you, sorry, are you, but you still there? Well, hang on, hang on, Jason. You, hang on, Melissa. Yeah. Hang on, Melissa. And hang on, Ayub or Jason. Ayub, are you still there? Yeah, I can hear you. Ayub. When you listen to this conversation on the radio and you hear people fighting over, you know, how many people should be allowed in, economic migrants, asylum seekers, refugees, you know, how does it make you feel? Uh, the thing is, uh, it's quite understandable, you know. Uh, people are living in Ireland, uh, people are from here, you know. It's still like they are in crisis, so they are getting more What's people, more? for example. Mm. Right? No, she's just a good man. That's a good one. Yeah, go yeah, on. So, so they are getting more people. That's fine. Like, okay. But even they have their own people in their streets. But if they are getting 100, 200, 300 uh, people, like not like women or children or whatever, but like individual, like, you know, uh, male like me. Okay, I'm yeah. coming here. We have, we know that there are people that they are coming. They have status in other European countries, but they want to come here. Yeah. Just to get all the rules said, you go to your first safe country. We don't want anyone hurt. Everyone should be able to live safely. But they are jumping yeah. six and seven countries to come here. So we well, are well, now... well, but Ayub, Ayub admitted by his own admission he had been in 16 different countries before he came here. Sorry, Noel. Sorry, but, Noel. But, but the reason he came here was because he couldn't live in those countries because he was living on the streets. They wouldn't give him accommodation. If I tell you this, like, you know, uh, like, you know, one hour I went to any country, I wasn't let to be as let in Ireland, okay? I was completely searched. I was taken off my pants, shirt and everything. 
and I was interviewed for in each country for 12 hours or six hours nonstop. Hmm. Noel, yeah, so, sorry, sorry, Jason. Go ahead, Jason. Can I, can I interject there for a second? People have this thing that they're illegal, illegal. You're only illegal when you step foot in the country, apply for asylum, and your application is refused. And this other myth of you have you're to You're illegal stand. when you have no No, no sorry, no, 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 J- no, Jason, you're incorrect. If you come into Ireland and you have no documentation, you're here illegally. I'm talking about documents. I'm not talking about documents. But, 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 but hang on, a lot of people, no, I'm not talking about you, but a lot of people come into Ireland with no documentation. But you can say something, but don't make, don't make statements that are not correct. Sorry, no, I wasn't talking about not doc- not having documents. If you look but under you the UN, on, I'm not talking about them. And people saying you have to stop in the fourth country. If that's the case, we'd get nobody. We're on an island. And England are not, are not at war. Okay, it's the same as the English saying about the French. Refugees are allowed travel. Refugees are allowed travel around the world. Okay, if they have the paperwork, you only become illegal. You only become illegal. You only become illegal if you're refused entry into a country and refuse to leave. You can get to a country. Okay, again, Jason, I have to stand. You stand corrected. When we look at the report in the Irish Times, and many people who are coming to Ireland seeking international protection don't have any documentation or passports. If you enter a country with no documentation and no passports, you're breaking the law. You're breaking the law. It's, yeah, a, no. it's illegal. There's, mind you, there's only been one arrest. Uh, but no, it is illegal. No, I have no problem with that, Noel. That, that's, I have no problem with them. They're breaking the law send them back. I'm talking about other people that get into the country with the documents. This business of you have to stop in the four safe country. If that was the case, us in England would never have anybody. No, well, they, we well, the rules of the convention say you go to either the first safe country or the second safe country, but the second safe country can refuse you and can send you back to the first safe country. I don't want to get into all that tonight. I, I, I'm, so, I'm trying to talk about the electric picnic. That's what I'm trying to talk about, but nobody seems but to want no, to talk about that. We also have the Dublin Agreement. We can send them back. We, we signed up. You the Dublin agreement. Yeah, we can under the Dublin agreement. Under the Dublin agreement, we can actually. Who you call okay. me? Oh. Look at the law now. Don't start calling names, okay? Because under the Dublin agreement, we can send them back. And they opted into extra in 2020. I watched them live signing them. Keep up before you attack. Okay, they signed other Sorry for a second, keep up before you attack. I wasn't attacking anybody. I didn't call anybody names. So if you want to have a sensible conversation, I will. If you want okay. to get can, can, I, can I please get back just finally because I've only got 10, 20 seconds. Can I get back to talking what we're talking about? Even Ayub, who has been through the system, who has struggled in 16 countries, who has lived homelessly on the streets in many countries around the world, and thankfully has now made a life for himself and got himself a job, his own accommodation, looking after himself... Even he is saying, at this point, we need to seriously look at what we're doing. We have to be cruel to be kind to some degree. In other words, you can't keep letting people come into a country, Jason, when you have nowhere for them to stay. Exactly. And we're treating them like dirt. That, Noel. Noel, I've already told you. I came on to tell you we shouldn't be putting them in there. I've told you, but I've also told you the people that make these rules are not in our country. They're sitting in Europe and telling our government what to do. And these people will never be affected. I've told you all that. I agree with you. I don't believe in open borders. I don't believe in letting people off planes and boats without documents. I believe you put them back on the plane. I, I, I agree with all that. But what I yeah, came on to say, I heard that man's, when I heard that man's story, when I 
Treat him that man's story. Treat him like human beings. And look at that man got a job. Melissa Melissa said fair play to him when she came on the air first. She has no problems with that man. And she has no problems with anybody who comes over here and makes a life for themselves. No, I'm the same. Okay, look, there's no point in everybody just shouting. I mean, that's not going to get us anywhere, really, is it? Real people. Real opinions. Real Talk Radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show.